Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Take it lightly that you took this opportunity to worship with us. Join us for our call to worship this morning in Psalm 63, verses 1 through 4. Psalm 63, verses 1 through 4. And it reads, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. Let us pray this morning. God, this morning your people are gathered. And before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. We thank you for breath in our bodies, God. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for involving us today, God, because the truth is you are God and you could have did today without us. But God, your people are here. We have endured everything this week on our jobs and our health and our families. But God, this morning, we gather this morning not for anything, not for any prize. But God, we gather to tell you thank you. Thank you for bringing us this far. Thank you for helping us endure the race. Thank you that when the doctor gave bad reports, God, you made sure we still saw today. We made it this far. And we're grateful just for that. So God, we ask that in our time together that you don't do anything unlike yourself, but we do, that you do just like the old folks say and throw your weight around just for a bit in this place. God, bring healing to people's mind. Bring healing to people's bodies. Have your way in this place. And God, we'll be grateful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise because you are worthy of it all. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. by Deacon Burke. There he is. <laughs> I guess I should have talked a little longer. <laughs> I was thinking uh, don't y'all tell Larry that I sung two songs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the scripture comes from uh, Psalm 34. And it reads, I will bless the Lord at all times. Hallelujah. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Thank you. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Yes, sir. The humble shall hear thereof. 
Can we go ahead? Yeah. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Yes. And let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. <laughs> Please understand, these are commands. These are commands. It's not optional. <clears throat> I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened and their faces were not ashened. This poor man cried unto the Lord and he heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around me and them that fear him and delivered them Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. <laughs> Blessed is God's word for his people. Let us all just give him a praise together, please. Thank you for your word, Father. Thank you for your word. Your word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. Amen. Now we'll have prayer. just say thank you. Thank you for watching over us last night as we slumber and settle, for keeping the death danger from my door, and for touching us bright and early this morning and allowing us to rise and start another day's journey. Father, we just want to say thank you. You didn't have to do it. We weren't even deserving of it, but just because of your grace and mercy, Father, you saw it fit to allow us to see another day. Father, I ask that you bless the man that's going to bring your word today. As we be hearers of your word, Father, let us not just be hearers, but doers. And the things that we hear as we leave this place, we can go out and share the good news. Father, we ask this all in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Um, I don't know, since I really got closer to God, I'll be trying to lead other people to him. So we're going to do a couple of songs that's for leading you. And one of them is, don't you want to go? Don't you? Don't you want to go to that land? Or don't you want to go to that land? Oh, don't you want to go to that Oh, where I'm bound, where oh, don't you wanna go to that? Oh, don't you wanna go? Yeah. Oh, don't you wanna go to that land where I'm bound? Well, now I have a savior in that.
from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. God is great and he is greatly to be praised. What a wonderful savior we serve who kept us all last week and then allowed us to see the start of a new week. Anybody grateful just to be here? Grateful just to be alive? Grateful that God kept us? He protected us, he blessed us, he provided for us. There's not one single thing that we've needed that we've had to go without. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. We praise the name of our God. You all may be seated. Welcome to those who are here in the building, those who have chosen to come and worship in person. 
It is so good to see your eyes at least. We're glad that you are here, especially those who don't consider themselves a part of the Mount Calvary family, those who are visiting today. We are glad that you're here. Also, those who are joining us online, those who are part of the e-congregation, that's where most of us still are. We're glad that you've chosen to worship virtually with us. Uh, while the pandemic was raging, we're grateful that, uh, that God has allowed us the use of the technology to come together virtually, even when we couldn't be together in person. And we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible every week for us to worship together. We're going to get ready to welcome those uh, who are here. If you're here and you're visiting with us, if you don't mind, would you stand if you're able so we can see who you are? God bless you. Mount Calvary, let's sing to them. Come on. Let's sing. We welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near, the Lord has brought us. That's what we're about. flying all over the world down in Panama City last week. Uh, I guess Miss Karen, you're welcome back too. <laughs> Glad you're here. Um, on Tuesday at 11, at 11 o'clock will be the, um, the viewing. The family will receive friends, the family of Brother Lewis Rivers, that is Miss Marie Rivers' husband. The funeral will begin at 12 o'clock noon here at the church on Tuesday. Please keep Mrs. Rivers and that entire family in your prayers and let's support with our presence if possible. On this coming Saturday, uh, we are going to participate in the walk to end epilepsy. Uh, there are many who have signed up already um, to, to walk and to raise money. If you can't do the walk itself, um, you can still help to raise money. Um, you can give. There's an envelope on Givelify if you want to do it that way. Um, but I encourage you to come to Day Air uh, Ballpark on Saturday morning at um, 8.30. Registration begins. Even if you haven't signed up, Dr. Hagens, they can still come and register on Saturday, right? All right. Even if you haven't signed up, you can still come and register on Saturday and walk with us. Um, at 9.20 is when um, our own Sister Marisha Collins is going to uh, be singing the national anthem to start the walk, and then, uh, and then the walk itself will begin at 9.30. Certainly we want to come and uh, support this Saturday morning starting at 8.30. I don't want you to forget that we are in the uh, midst, we're not, well, not 
That's all right. Say again. Purple is the color for epilepsy awareness. If you can, uh, wear purple on Saturday. Got it. Thank you. Uh, don't forget that we are in the midst of 40 days of prayer and fasting, uh, seeking the face of God, telling our flesh, no, um, you, you be quiet, you speak too loudly, and we need to hear from God, right? Again, fasting is not to, to bend God's will to ours, right? That's not, what, that's not why we fast. We fast to bend our will to his right we are seeking his face if you haven't started it's not too late we are on day um, 13 I believe we're on day 13 uh, you can come on and join us for the rest of the time or if you started and you fell off then jump back on and let's get it all right let's uh, let's seek the face of God together the ushers have uh, consecration journals that have the scriptures for each day that uh, that we are that we are using to guide us during this fast. This fast is leading up to our holy convocation this year, which will begin on Tuesday, May the thirty-first. Holy convocation will begin on Tuesday, May thirty-first. Um, and we will have services that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, the youth and young adult service on that Friday, and then we will come together uh, both in person and virtually for the State of the Church Address on that first Sunday in June, June the 5th of, uh, of this year. We look forward to convocation. Um, Pastor Ronzel Pretlow will be here um, Pastor uh, Corey Pruitt from Mount Enon Church will be here. Um, I'm missing one. Thank you. Bishop Timothy Clark from uh, First Church of God in Columbus will be here. There will be great preaching, uh, powerful music all that week. Put it on your calendar, Tuesday, May 31st uh, through that Friday. Uh, Brother Percy Williams, you got a birthday today. Happy birthday to you, sir. Oh, we don't do birthday dollars. COVID. Yep. <laughs> that will be my excuse for a long time to come. Uh, let me just remind you, thank you all for your generosity uh, and your giving to the United Negro College Fund. Um, we have not ended up quite where I'd like to be when we, uh, when we send them this check. So if you would, if you don't mind, uh, those who forgot, uh, if you would remember, you can bring it next week. Um, or you can put it in by Givelify anytime. There is a, a UNCF envelope on the Givelify app. Uh, but we want to, as a church, give to the United Negro College Fund. Um, we gave as a congregation about $4,000 to them uh, last year to help with scholarships for our young people. And I want to do at least that this year. And I think um, we're not quite at half of that, are we, Ms. Jody? Okay. Uh, so we, we need to, uh, to go back and, uh, and let's do it again. And let's help people outside of these four walls. All right? Good. Um, 
is the commissioner here? Is okay, she's on her way. All right. I ask, y'all know we are musically in transition, and um, I ask Miss Angela Wade to come back. You all remember Miss Angela. If you don't remember her name, you will remember her when she gets up here um, and she starts singing. But we are, we're doing a selection this morning that she used to lead when, when she was a member here. And, uh, and what happens when you leave out the front door and when you leave the right way is you can come back with no, uh, <laughs> with no issue. And guess <laughs> And so I called her pastor and I said, uh, Dr. Cunningham, would you just let us borrow Angela back just for one Sunday? I'll put her up. She'll sing this song, and I promise I'll send her back to Shiloh. And, uh, and so I appreciate Ms. Angela Wade for coming today, and she's going to sing with the choir. Come on, choir. They're going to lead us further in worship. Y'all sing with us. You'll catch on quickly.
if you believe the Lord is amazing give him some kind of praise hallelujah to Jesus no one compares no one compares nobody glory to Jesus glory second Corinthians chapter 5 is where we're going I asked the musicians what are we going to sing and brother bling text me I said let's do amazing there's only one person who can do it like that thank you Miss Angela for reminding us that the Lord is he's amazing 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 at verse 21 I'm reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures and here's how it reads God made him who knew, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, you may be seated. For several weeks, we have been studying Psalm 37, an acrostic poem. Each of the stanzas starts with the next successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. This sermonic acrostic poem written by King David, it is a poem designed to teach and instruct about the difference between the wicked and the righteous. And while we usually focus in on just a couple of verses each time we're together, this morning I would like for us to take a broader view of the psalm. I want to, in the next few minutes, survey the entirety of the psalm and just briefly look at what David offers here from a bird's eye view. Because we see from the beginning of the psalm to the end, we see how this sermonic psalm, how this poetic song compares two different and distinct groups of people. We've said it since the beginning, the wicked and the righteous. The wicked, those who are not in relationship with the Lord. There is a little information here about the wicked in this psalm. We know who they are. Verse 1 calls them evildoers and workers of iniquity. Verse 20 calls them enemies of the Lord. Verse 38 refers to them as transgressors, transgressors in the King James Version or sinners in the New International Version. We know a bit about what they do. Verse 1 says they do wrong. 
Verse 12 says, they plot against the righteous, even gnash their teeth at them. Verse 14 tells us that the wicked draw their swords and bend their bows in order to try to destroy the poor and the needy and the righteous folks. Verse 21 warns that it is the wicked who borrow and don't pay back. I don't write this stuff. I just report it. Verse 32 says they lie in wait for the righteous. We are told some things about the wicked in this psalm. We know who they are. We know what they do. And we are even told what will become of them. Mm -hmm. David expresses in no uncertain terms what the wicked have wait, waiting for them. Verse 2, he says, like cut grass or cut flowers, they'll soon wither away. Verse 9 says the wicked will be destroyed. As a matter of fact, in verse 10, we learn that in a, in a little while, you won't even see the wicked anymore. You'll look and you won't be able to find where they have been. Verse 13 says that the Lord laughs at them because he knows their day is coming. Verse 15 says that their own swords are going to pierce their own hearts. Verse 20 lets us know that the wicked will perish that they will be consumed, that they will go up in smoke. Verse 28, not only will the wicked be completely destroyed, but their offspring will perish as well. There is indeed no future for the wicked. In this psalm, there is quite a bit of information given about the wicked. David's glimpse, David gives us a glimpse of who they are, of what they do, and of what's waiting for them. But today, as a preacher of the gospel, as a preacher of the good news, we're not going to concentrate on that first group of individuals. Today, we're not going to focus our attention on those who someday won't be around. Today, I need to preach from this subject simply the righteous the righteous. Last week after I got done preaching one of the members asked me who are the righteous? And that's a legitimate question. For several weeks we have studied the promises that are made to the righteous. But just to whom does this refer? David goes to such lengths to magnify the difference between these two groups of people, the wicked and the righteous. And since he does, it is necessary to take a look at exactly who benefits from all of the things mentioned in these 40 verses. As a matter of fact, truth is, while there is quite a bit shared in this psalm about the wicked, there is even more shared about the righteous. And if you give me a little bit of time on our way to the table, on our way to the Lord's Supper, there are three questions that I believe this psalm answers about the righteous. Let's jump in. The first interrogative that David answers is, what do the righteous do? Or in some cases, what do they not do? 
Oh, we've seen what the wicked do. We know how the unrighteous folk behave. But what about the righteous? Well, again, we're taking a survey. Keep your Bible open. Keep your Bible app open uh, as we'll go through several verses. We, we see in the first several verses, the psalmist gives some instructions as to what the righteous should do or not do. Verse 1, don't fret. Don't worry. Don't be envious of those who do wrong. We've dealt with that. What else should the righteous do? do verse 3 the righteous should trust in the Lord and do good verse 4 the righteous should delight in the Lord that is take pleasure in him verse 5 the righteous should commit your way to the Lord verse 7 the righteous should rest in the Lord wait patiently for the Lord and if you all remember that word wait patiently in the original text it means be quiet while you're waiting sit quietly Cease from anger. That's what the righteous should do. Refrain from anger. Turn away from wrath. Forsake wrath. David reveals in the first several verses what the righteous should do, but then he gives what the righteous do as well. He highlights some of the characteristic behaviors of the righteous. Y'all with me? Go down to verse 21. Now we have seen that the wicked borrow and don't pay back. We have seen that the wicked take and don't give back. We have been warned that all the wicked do is collect and give nothing. But he says the righteous give generously. That's what the NIV says. They show mercy and they give. They are generous. That's what verse 26 says, and they lend freely. According to this psalm, let me help you out, there are no stingy, righteous people. There is something about a righteous person's giving, but not just their generosity. According to verse 30, you can tell a righteous person by how they walk pardon me by how they talk their mouths utter wisdom they speak with insight and discernment they speak what is just they talk about what's right they speak what is fitting they talk about what's proper and what's just the righteous give generally generously the righteous speak wisely there is no such thing as a foolish talking righteous person they walk consistently verse 31 I'm in the text says that their feet do not slip that's what the righteous do according to the psalmist David that answers that question but there is another inquiry that David answers in this psalm not only what do the righteous do but what do the righteous have that's number two what do the righteous have now I must say that the list is too long for us to tackle this morning in depth the psalm 
The psalm lists too many benefits for us to cover them all in one sermon. We cannot go into detail about all the rights, the benefits, and privileges that David mentions in this psalm concerning the righteous folk. But you can go back and study it on your own, or you can ask in Bible study when you get there on Wednesday night. You can ask your your, uh, Sabbath school teacher about them. But let me just point out what I see in David's list of what the righteous have. Number one, the righteous have a dwelling place. The the righteous have safe pasture where they know they're going to be fed and it's a safe place to eat. After all, remember, this is the same David who wrote, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. But there's more. Verse 4 reveals that the righteous have fulfilled and satisfied hearts. Verse 6 says they have their righteous reward and vindication like the noonday sun. The Lord fights openly for the righteous. According to verse 9, the righteous have an inheritance. Somebody shout, but there's more. Verse 11 tells us that the righteous enjoy peace and prosperity. But there's more. I almost hate to point it out, but I do have to tell you According to verse 12, the righteous also have enemies. I know, and I'm sorry to have to inform you, but the righteous have real enemies. Those who would desire to take them out, those who would see the righteous destroyed, those who would wipe the righteous out. It's all right, though. It is all right. Because Jesus warned his disciples, woe to you, when everybody speaks well of you because that's the way their ancestors treated the false prophets but there's more verse 16 says the righteous may only have a little bit but their little bit is better than the wealth of the wicked somebody shout but there's more verse 17 says it lets us know that the righteous have security because it's the Lord who upholds the righteous. Verse 18 tells us that the the righteous have the Lord's care. Shout, but there's more. The righteous have confidence in the midst of disaster and provision in the midst of famine. That's in verse 19. But guess what? There's more. Verse 23 says the righteous have firm steps, ordered steps, established steps, stable steps. Huh? Because when the Lord is holding you up, even though you may stumble, you will not utterly be thrown away. Somebody shout, but there's more. Verse 26 lets us know that the children of righteous folk are blessed. The righteous folk's children are a blessing. The righteous have the presence of a loving father according to verse 28, but there's more. Verse 31 says the righteous have God's law in their hearts. Verse 37, the righteous have a future, but there's more. Verse 29 says the righteous have salvation. And though there is no promise, hear me, though there is no promise that they will not have trouble, there is no promise of a trouble-free existence for the righteous. 
though there is no indication, no implication, no affirmation, no obligation on the Lord's part to keep the righteous out of trouble. But verse, 90, verse 29 says, the righteous have strength in troubled times. Would you look at somebody and tell them through your mask, he may not keep you out of trouble, but he will give you strength in trouble. As a matter of fact, the final verse of the psalm says that the righteous have help, deliverance, and salvation. Somebody ought to tell the Lord, thank you just for that. That's good news for the righteous. That's good news for those who hope in the Lord, for the meek, for those who are upright, for those who are blameless, according to verse 18, for those who delight in him. That's good news for the just. That's good news for the faithful ones. But I do have one more question, and then I'll let you go. There is one more interrogative that begs to be answered. David has given us the answers to the question of what the righteous do. He has given us the answer to the question as to what the righteous have but on this first Sunday in May on this the Lord's Day on this day that we celebrate the Lord's Supper I just have one more question and here it is just who are the righteous I want to ask that because David only had partial information Oh, he knew that there was somebody coming in his line. But at the time that David wrote the psalm, righteousness was according to man's doing. It was behavior that made one righteous or not. That, and if, if that's the case, then we might as well stop studying right now, take off our robes, hang up our uniforms, turn in your Bible, and go home. Because I do have a sneaking suspicion that if it is our doing that makes us righteous, then we are all in trouble as a matter of fact I don't mean any harm sister righteous I don't mean any harm brother do good but I know I'm right about it because the Bible confirms that all and the word in the Greek means all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I know I'm right about it because the Bible declares that the wages of sin still is death. So just who are the righteous? Because pastor, if it's about man's doing, then we have wasted our time in studying the difference between the wicked and the righteous? Well, 
I am happy to report that it is not man's doing that makes one righteous. But 1 Corinthians chapter 1 at verse 30 states that by his doing you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Who are the righteous? Romans 9 says that the Gentiles, that is the non-Jewish people, that's us, who did not follow after righteousness have attained righteousness by faith. Who are the righteous? Well, Romans 10 verse 4 tells us that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Who are the righteous? Romans 5, 17. For if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one, Jesus Christ. Just who are the righteous? Romans 4 verse 5 says, But to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. Who I'm surprised you're not shouting by now because Romans 5.19 says, For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, even so through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. Who are the righteous? 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's the answer right there. If you believe then you are righteous. Miss Angie sang it already. Jesus went to Calvary to save someone like you and me. That's why, uh-uh, go back to where you were, yeah. That's why we've come today because we are the righteousness of God in him. If you believe then you are the righteous. I wish you would look and tell somebody, I believe, and so I am the righteous. I've got news for you. It's not what you do that makes you righteous. It's what you believe that makes you righteous. I've got news for you. It's not who you are that makes you righteous. It's who you believe in 
that makes you righteous. Now, I've got to tell you, what you do ought to line up with what you believe and who you are ought to be in line with who you believe in. But don't get it twisted. I'm not righteous because I come to church. I'm not righteous because I read my word. I'm not righteous because I sing in the choir. I'm not righteous because I pray long prayers. I'm not righteous because I've got revenue in my name. I'm not righteous because I pay my tithe. I'm not righteous because I give to the poor. I'm not righteous because I speak in tongues. I'm not righteous because I beat everybody else here. I'm not righteous because of the clubs I don't go to or the places I don't hang out at or the words I don't say or the friends I don't have. I'm not righteous because of what I do or what I don't do. I am righteous because I believe I believe in his virgin birth. I believe in his sinless life. I believe he was God in the flesh. I believe he walked on the water. I believe he unstopped deaf ears and opened blinded eyes. I believe he called dead men back to life again. I believe he knew no sin. I believe he was condemned to death. I believe they hung him on a cross. I believe he died for your sins and mine. I believe they put him in the grave. I believe that in three days he got up from the grave and said all power in heaven and earth is in my hands. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe he ascended up on high. I believe he ascended up on high. I believe he sent the Holy Ghost so we could have power. I believe one day, I believe one day, one day he's gonna crack the sky. I believe he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle and I'm gonna be ready. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I believe the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ are going to get up out of their graves. I believe it. That's why Paul said, I just want to gain Christ. I just want to be found in him, not having 
my own righteousness but the righteousness that comes from God through faith I like the way Edward Moat wrote it when he shall come with trumpet sound oh may I then in him be found dressed in his righteousness alone faultless to stand before the throne on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground you want to know who the righteous are you want to know who the righteous are just look around just look around you're not looking at anybody just look around and you'll see the righteous we're the ones we're the righteous thanks be to God thank God for Jesus we're the ones with an inheritance we're the ones with a reward we're the ones with peace and prosperity we're the ones whose little bit is worth more than the wealth of the wicked we're the ones being held in his hands we're the ones in his will we're the ones with safety in the storm we're the ones with food in the famine we're the one our steps are sure our gate is set our children are blessed our future is secure we are I wish I could preach like I feel it. We are. <laughs> oh, we are. That's you. That's you. That's you. That's you. Everything that David says about the righteous, if you believe, everything, if you believe, then everything that's in this psalm about the righteous belongs to you. If you're saved, if you're saved, everything in this psalm about the righteous belongs to you. I don't care what Putin does. I have peace. I don't care what the president and Congress do. I have prosperity. Even if it's a famine, I'm going to eat. Everything in here belongs my my children my children are blessed my children are a blessing you need to say it right now go ahead say it my children are a blessing because I'm the righteous
are the righteous? Who are the righteous? That's us. Those who believe. I know, I get it, I get it. I understand, I understand. I get it. We want to live out who we are. And we should live like who we are. Right? We should walk upright before the Lord. I saw Brother Jonathan posted uh, yesterday something that I had said uh, probably during their, during their ministerial training, and that is, let your life preach. Right? We should be living what we talk about. We we should, we should, we absolutely, we should walk in righteousness and true holiness because that's who we are. But don't get it twisted. I'm not righteous because of my walk. My walk is changed because I am righteous. <laughs> right? You get it? I don't work my way into this thing. I'm in it. And my works flow out of it. Right? That's y'all got it? Okay. Yeah. Is anybody confused about who the righteous are? Anybody who doesn't get it? Now, whether you believe it or not, that's on you. I can only tell you what's written. And the good news that's written is that Jesus has already paid the price. He's already done what he needs to do. He already gave his life and then switched it out. You give me, you give me what you got. You give me your unrighteousness and I'll give you my righteousness. Who wouldn't tell him yes? Here is the offer, and Brother Chris, you can come and finish it out. Here is the offer. God loved the world so much. And check this out. That's every. I'm sorry for being so close to y'all without a mask. That's everybody without exception. God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus the Christ, that whosoever believes in him Whosoever, that's anybody without exception. Anybody. Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Because God didn't send his son to condemn the world. Right? He sent his son to save the world. Here's what you got to do confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and the Bible says you shall be saved and what the Lord will do is exchange your filthiness for Jesus righteousness give me what you got and I'll give you what I've got um what were them He's a rich man. <laughs> right? He used to run the city. And I guarantee 
If he came up to me right now, and feel free, if he came up to me and said, Pastor, you give me what's in your, in your investment account. And, I, and I'll give you what's in my investment account. I would be foolish. I would be foolish to say, no, Brother Wortham, you keep the millions <laughs> and I'll keep my thousands. I'm a thousandaire. <laughs> right? It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Me and my wife, we have a black SUV. Biggie Yokely's got a black SUV too. Except his is a big old Benz. And ours is a broken down Cadillac. <laughs> Literally, that's why she was late this morning. <laughs> I would be foolish if Brother Yokely came up to me after service and said, here, Pastor, you take my keys. You go get in the bins. Give me your keys. If somebody's offering you better than what you have, why wouldn't you take it? Come on, Chris, offer Christ to him. good news has already been told but God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't have many sons to choose from. He gave his only one for you and we would be ignorant to pass up the opportunity to extend Christ to you. There are many of you all watching this morning who are saying I maybe give my life to Christ next Sunday maybe by the end of the month after I get some things together. Can I tell you that there are no prerequisites for you to give your life to Christ. You don't have to get yourself together. If you were clean, you wouldn't need a Savior. But God accepts you the way you are. Pastor already said you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the grave. And the Bible says that's all it takes for you to be saved. If there's somebody in the sanctuary this morning who wants to take full um, over that opportunity, many of you are watching online. If you want to take that opportunity, we want you to take that opportunity. We don't want to be righteous alone. We want you to be a part of the Righteous Team. So shoot us a message, put something in the comments, lift your hand in the sanctuary and somebody will come to you. There are many of you all who already reached the requirements of being righteous, but you need to come together with a group of believers who are righteous also. The truth is, as badly as you need a church, this church needs you. I say it all the time, Mount Calvary isn't perfect because we don't wear suits every Sunday. We're just as normal as every other church. But we will never be the puzzle that God has called us to be completed without you, the missing piece. So we want you to take full advantage of that opportunity. If that's you in the sanctuary, just lift your hands and somebody will come to you. If that's you watching online, please shoot us a message and we will make sure that somebody reaches you. Look at somebody next to you and say, are you saved? 
and do you have a church home? And if they said anything other than yes, just drag them up here <laughs> and we'll make sure they get to the right places. If there's no one, let the church say amen. Amen. We're going to get ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Oh, good. Yes, ma'am. Miss Kim, the lady come. Good. Awesome. Thank God. Thank God. Yes. Awesome. We are grateful because I know we clean up well, but all of us in here who are saved had to come through the same blood of Jesus Christ. And his blood still cleanses. And we are indeed, we are indeed grateful. We're going to get ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper. First, we will recommit ourselves to each other and to the Lord by way of the covenant, which will shortly be on your screen. And then we will get ready to commune together. Is there anyone who has been overlooked? Anyone who needs the elements? right here in this section. I'll pat in the back. Anyone else who needs to be served? stand as we recommit ourselves. I will read where it says leader and then you will read where it says congregation I believe. Having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and on the profession of our faith. Having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we do now 
in the presence of God and this assembly most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. to promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotion to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world. and to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember one another in prayer, to aid one another in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy in deed and courtesy in speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. And together, we moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will, as soon as possible, unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. Let the church say amen. You may be seated. Precious is that flow. blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat all of it. And likewise, after supper, he took the cup, 
gave thanks, blessed it, and gave it to his disciples and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for the remission of sins. Now take and drink all of it. No other found I know nothing but singing oh precious is that makes me Nothing but the blood. Brother Chris is going to come and get ready to close us out. Would you just remember on Tuesday at 12 noon here at the church, um, Sister Rivers, Marie Rivers, her husband's funeral will be here. Please keep them in your prayers. Also keep uh, Brother Charles Oliver, Brother Pookie on the bass, and uh, Brother Bling on the uh, drums. Brother Pookie's grandmother passed. Uh, she was funeralized yesterday. Would you all keep the Oliver family in your prayers? God bless you. Thank you again, Miss Angela. Thank you so much. Before we leave this place and before we exit off of the live stream, we don't want to leave his presence without giving. Giving is a part of worship. And here at Mount Calvary, we have many ways for you to give. You can give by Cash App. Our Cash App is dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. I hope that's right. If not, you have blessed another congregation this morning. Yes, dollar sign M-T-C-A-L-M-B-C. Or you can give by Givelify. Givelify is a giving app. You just tap give and you're done. Pretty simple. Or you can give by text to give. Or maybe those ways are too advanced for you. If you, those are too advanced, so you can give to the deacons as you are heading out. They have baskets. For those of you online who want to drive by and drop off your offering, the deacons will be here till 1230. Is that correct, Brother Sandifer? 1230. You can give that way. Please don't forget to contribute to the United Negro College Fund. You can give on GiveLify, or if you put it in an envelope or however you want to do it, make sure you specify United Negro College Fund so that we can be a blessing to someone outside of these four walls of the church. If there's nothing else, let us stand for the benediction. After the benediction is given, I ask that you please be seated and follow the directions of the ushers as we are still in the midst of a pandemic and we will follow their procedure for exiting out. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let all those who agree say amen. Amen. Please be seated. For those of you all online, there will be a brief video for you to view as service concludes.